Welcome to Beside the Burn for Monday the 10th of January 2022 and you join us at the beginning of a new week as we begin a brand new series looking at the whole idea of exile in the Bible. Exile is whenever the Israelites were taken from the land of promise, the land of Israel, whenever Babylon came in and invaded the land and took them away to Babylon. And this was always seen as a punishment from God, that they would come and that they would be taken away from this piece of land that had been promised to them through Abraham. And any time that you were in exile was a time of searching and a time of questioning and a time to turn back to God. And whenever the people would repent and whenever they would recognise their sin and recognise the folly of their ways, then they would be allowed back to the promised land again and God's blessing would be restored upon them. And so we have this idea of exile and on Sunday we were thinking about how it is very similar to the position that we're in today where we are living in a foreign land looking forward to going to the promised land, the new heaven and the new earth. So this week we're going to explore in a little bit more detail some of the things that we mentioned on Sunday and we're looking ahead to next week whenever we're going to begin a series in the book of Daniel and I really do urge you to go and read Daniel at least the first six chapters if not all of the book. You'll find the second half of the book is all about prophecy It is the Old Testament equivalent of the book of Revelation and so the second half is a little bit more difficult to understand than the first half. But if you can read the first half, uh, that would be helpful. But I thought today I'd just set the scene for this Babylonian exile because what happened with Daniel was that King Nebuchadnezzar came to Israel and invaded and took the top people from Israel away to Babylon and put them into a training program uh, to try and, I suppose, brainwash them to forget about Israel and to become fine, upstanding citizens of Babylon. And the idea was that you would invade a country, take their elite people and then use them for your own nation. But how did all this come about? Well, It came about because Israel had rejected God and therefore Babylon was sent by God to invade and to take them away. But I want to read to you today from 2 Kings, 2 Kings chapter 20, because there we find out what actually happened. And it's quite a remarkable story. At the beginning, we're going to read from verse 12, but at the beginning of chapter 20 of 2 Kings, we're told about Hezekiah the king. Hezekiah had been ill, if you remember the story, and he was about to die. And he came to, he sent for the prophet Isaiah, and he was told by Isaiah that he was going to die and that he was to put his house in order. But Hezekiah pleaded with God and prayed to God and and said, look, remember how I've walked with you. I've been faithful to you. I've been devoted to you all, all my life. Will you please spare my life? 
And Isaiah was told to go and tell Hezekiah that God had heard his prayer and that he would give him another 15 years uh, to live his life. Now, to cut a long story short, the Babylonian nation heard that Hezekiah had been ill and therefore they sent a delegation of envoys to Israel to go to Hezekiah and to take him a gift because they'd heard that he was unwell. And that's where we join the story in 2 Kings 20 and verse 12. And uh, we're going to read down uh, to the end of that chapter. So let's read it together. Let's see what we can find out. At that time, Marduk Baladan, son of Baladan, king of Babylon, sent Hezekiah letters and a gift because he had heard of Hezekiah's illness. Now, uh, Baladan, who is the king of Babylon, is the king before Nebuchadnezzar becomes king. And Nebuchadnezzar is king whenever Daniel is taken. So this is a a number of years uh, before the exile takes place, before the Babylonian um, invasion. But This is key to it because of what Hezekiah decides to do. Now, Hezekiah had been a faithful king and he had been spared by God and given another 15 years. But really for Israel, it would have been better if Hezekiah had not been given those extra 15 years. If he had died when God initially said he would die, then perhaps this wouldn't have happened. So verse 13, Hezekiah received the envoys, and here is the crucial mistake. He showed them all that was in his storehouses. Notice that word, all, that was in his storehouses. The silver, the gold, the spices, and the fine olive oil, his armory, and everything found among his treasures. There was nothing in his palace or in all his kingdom that Hezekiah did not show them. So here is this great nation of Babylon. They've sent envoys. They've brought gifts to Hezekiah. And Hezekiah is so euphoric about having his life spared and so pleased that this other nation would send a gift to him. And he's so pleased about it that he says to him, look, come in, see everything we've got. Look, we've got gold, silver, spices. Shows them everything. Then Isaiah the prophet went to King Hezekiah and asked, What did those men say and where did they come from? From a distant land, Hezekiah replied, They came from Babylon. And Babylon is always seen as the uh, great evil nation. The prophet asked, What did they see in your palace? (laughs) They saw everything in my palace, Hezekiah said. There's nothing among my treasures that I did not show them. You would think at this point that the penny might begin to drop with Hezekiah. Oh, maybe that wasn't a good idea. I've just shown a major power, the treasure that I've got, and they are much stronger, and they have a great army. 
mm, wonder what they're going to do about this. They're going to come back, aren't they? And they're going to invade and they're going to steal all this stuff. But Hezekiah didn't seem to understand that. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Hear the word of the Lord. The time will surely come when everything in your palace and all that your predecessors have stored up until this day will be carried off to Babylon. Nothing will be left, says the Lord. Isaiah sees immediately and God speaks through Isaiah and says, Look, Babylon have seen the treasure. Babylon's coming back. And Babylon is going to take everything. Nothing will be left, says the Lord. You've been very foolish. You were really proud of everything that you'd amassed as king and how successful you are. But pride comes before a fall and a fall is coming. And some of your descendants, your own flesh and blood, who will be born to you will be taken away and they will become eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. Some of your descendants, your own flesh and blood, this is Daniel and Meshach and Abednego, who are going to be taken away whenever Babylon comes. When's all this going to come? Well, the word of the Lord you have spoken is good, Hezekiah replied, for he thought, will there not be peace and security in my lifetime? Hezekiah was happy that things were going to remain okay for a few years, but the day would come when Babylon would return. And it took a little while for it to happen. Nebuchadnezzar became king, but he'd obviously heard the reports from these envoys. He knew that there were riches in Israel, and so he decided to go and invade. And Israel, a nation that had been blessed by God in so many ways because they rejected him, was decimated. The people were taken, the, the, the cream of the people was taken away to Babylon. And that's what we're going to find in Daniel. So this is how it all came about. Hezekiah showing off. And then a number of years later, we'll find out in 2 Kings 24 tomorrow, Babylon came back and took them into exile. And I suppose that's where we find ourselves today and that we were living in a land that had laws that were based on God, with a people that had respect for God. And because we've rejected God, then everything has been decimated. So let's bow in prayer. Lord God, we recognize ourselves in this story and how as a nation and a people we have rejected you and turned from you. And we can see, Lord, that now we truly are in exile. We maybe had um, convinced ourselves for a number of years that we were in the promised land, that we were living in a wonderful place with you. But Lord, we recognize our own folly and we come to you pleading for your forgiveness today. We repent of our sin, Lord, because we know that that is the only way that we will ever um, be, be right in this world. Lord, we pray that you would be with us and you would help us day by day as we seek to be your servants and be with us, Lord, as we look ahead to your promised land, to the new heaven and the new earth when we will dwell with you. Amen.